welcome to the Momgasm podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Welcome back, MILFs, to a new episode of the Momgasm podcast. This episode was a little bit unexpected in that we sat down, I started recording, we had no plans in place as to what we were going to talk about, and this is what came out of it. You can expect talking about a tickle trunk of sex toys, Jean-Claude Van Damme and lingerie shopping, (laughs) having one of our moms come on the podcast, uh, a deeper conversation about sharing with trusted allies and friends and being vulnerable, learning about self-forgiveness, and um, then we ended up with talking about having an orgasm on an acupressure mat. So like I said, this was an unexpected conversation and I hope you guys enjoy. started jacking him off from behind which I normally I wouldn't do because it's a very like dominant mm. power move mm-hmm. and I was and living for it and I both of us at the same time had the thought like yeah I, it would be a go in this moment right here I don't know if any other moment yeah but in this moment right here I wouldn't even question it mm. like it would just and see that's that is where having a trunk of toys right would be useful and like you may buy something and think, I will never use this. But then you might have a moment right. with a partner where you think, I want that toy. And it would be fantastic to just be able to open whatever up and be like, yeah, I'm, I really want to use this. Like, tonight is the yep. night. Yep. Like that, you know, the yeah. tickle trunk. Right? I mean, we do that with what? Like baking supplies. Like, <laughs> I don't need like all this fucking kung, fucking icing dye shit. <laughs> But one day, one day I might need it. I don't need almond extract. <laughs> Except for I feel like if you actually vape, you use almond extract a lot. But I don't. And I do have all this shit in my pantry. And, right. you know, it's just like, oh, rainy day, I might I, I need it. I don't need orange extract. <laughs> so it's like on a rainy day, I might want to wear a strap on. I like, I like that idea of, like, building. And this is something that I... And excited to do like throughout this podcasting journey, mm. like building my my personal tickle trunk yeah. of sex toys, mm-hmm. because I want a big chest with like a lot of variety and things that like maybe I only use it once a year, Ditto, maybe yeah. I only use it once. I think everyone should have that, right? But to have that like at any point in time, I can choose anything. Yeah, like the sky is literally the limit, and that that is. That's exactly what we need to think of sex as, is like a creative, playful, imaginative Mm. time. Mm. You know, like how I look at my art supplies. I have so many art supplies that I don't use, but it's like, one day I might get inspired to paint that giant canvas. I might be the giant dick. The giant (laughs) dick of the giant canvas. One day I might, Lindsay. We don't know yet, okay? I want to see, I want to see that day. But it's like, that's what we should have. We should be viewing sex as like this very playful thing Mm. and having that trunk of toys to get you inspired or, you know, one day, yeah, you Mm. might want to pull that something out you've never tried. I think this also like plays into 
lingerie too. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because it's I like being naked. I love being naked. I enjoy being naked. Like I have no qualms with being naked. Mm. But I also get in moods, get in big fucking moods where yeah. I want the lace or I want something frilly or I want fur or I want like yeah. Well, you, I get you know what's funny? Since I had this haircut and I felt like Jean Claude Van Damme from <laughs> Universal Soldier, I. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit of a delayed. <laughs> like I go between like looking at my hair and thinking it's hilarious to being humiliated. Except right, it actually but... looks fucking amazing. <laughs> Thank you. But I understand your pain. Right. So. Anyway, I got my haircut, and then Ollie, I think it was that day, I think we decided the day before, but it was perfect that it ended up happening the day I got my haircut, because I felt so masculine. Like, mm. I, I didn't, that's not what I wanted for my hair. Like, mm. I like short hair, and I like the pixie, but anyway, so that day, we ended up going lingerie shopping. Oh, fun. Ollie, I think it was the day before, or a couple days before, he said, I want to do something for you. He's like, I want to take you out, and I just want to let you buy whatever you want like underwear lingerie whatever that's like a big thing for a lot of men that mm. like i want to treat you and i want to take you somewhere and like play out that like you get whatever you want yeah it's on me which is but this awesome. was he got the idea he was listening to one of our episodes and i think i had said somewhere in there that um i wanted to wear sexy underwear uh, just just for myself just mm. around the house so that's where he got the idea, and he came back, he's like, so I heard your episode, and yeah, I really want to do that for you, and I was like, oh my god, thank you. Mm. So that day, we went shopping, and I got this cute little, like, silk teddy, and it's got, like, lace. <gasps> where did you go? Where did you I go? I went to La Les en La Vie en Rose? Yeah, La Vie en Rose. When I was like, we need to go there. I know, yeah, so I was like, okay, let's go there, I got, I got that, and I got a bunch of really cute underwear, got some, like, lacy ones that I would never fucking wear, and for the last... I guess, like, we went on Shepard on Saturday, so every day since, at night, I've been wearing that uh, purple lace teddy, and every day I've been wearing, like, really sexy underwear. And, as you know, for the past month, I've been having, like, just really, it's been a really emotionally heavy month, mm. and for a lot of people now, you know. Oh, Jesus. People in my life, everyone's saying the right? exact same thing. But doing this for myself has, like, really... Every day, like even when I know that you know, if I'm, I know that I'm gonna have a, a heavy day or it ends up being a heavy day. As soon as I put on that lacy underwear, mm. that teddy or whatever it is, I feel, I do feel better. Like mm. I just, I look at myself, I'm like, okay, and like it puts me back in my body, and I like, I don't know, and being sensual takes you outside of all of that heavy yes. shit. Yes, right? or or sometimes like almost allows you to go into it in, yeah. in this like softening interesting way yeah and that's what the fe it's bringing out my femininity mm. big time and i i think i need to really encourage that daily for myself mm. currently and i think it's like helping me to just like go be soft with myself mm. and go easy and be light and so on and so forth <sighs> and then last night i was just like i need to take myself shopping mm? And I went to Dynamite, and I was just, like, trying on fucking yes! everything. 
and things I would never ever fucking wear, ever consider wearing. Like girls were bringing me stuff, and oh, I was like, I try love, this on. I love when they're helpful. Yeah, it was. Awesome. I love. I love me a helpful bitch when I'm. And shopping. there was no one in there because it was eight o'clock. And it was closing at nine. Yes. It was just like it was perfect. And when you can tell that they're like having a time, while yeah. You do it. Like there's some people that do it, and you're like, you just want my money. Yeah. And then there's others that are like, oh, you actually have like a gift for this. Yeah. And having a good fucking time. Yeah. Like these jeans, I would never. I don't think I would have bought. I love them. But the girl there, she was just like, no, they look really good on you. You need to so buy did you, those. So did you only go to Dynamite? Only Dynamite. Because I was in the shirt, mall. Your shirt looks like it could be from Zara. It's Dynamite. Well, now a bitch needs to go to Dynamite. I have never been. That was my first time going there last night. I've never been in there. What? Never, ever have gone to Dynamite. Ever. Because back home in Pictou County, we don't have one. Back home in Pictou County. <laughs> What's so funny about Pictou County? Sometimes I fucking forget that you're from Pictou County. Well, yeah, that's where I grew up. And we're sheltered. We don't have Big Mac Ball. Back home in Pictou County. Oh my god, I love you. Westville. Uh, but yeah, we were a little bit sheltered with our choices. Yeah. Like the best clothing store we had was Smart Set, oh. Eclipse. Oh, Eclipse. Um, Blue Notes. Oh, Jesus. And, oh, uh, what's that other stupid fucking one that sells like bench? Remember those bench, that oh, bench studio? brand? Studio! We have Studio! I love how I knew immediately. And that, and what's funny is, like, Studio would have been, like, your high-end store. High-end, yeah. It was the <laughs> high-end store in a Highland oh, Square mall. bitch, you got a bench jacket, rich! Fuck it out. That's fucking hilarious to so me. So anyway. So, like, Dynamite? Okay, so awesome. back in the day when I had a thousand gay friends, um... Who, for some reason, they were like my only friends at at one at one point or another. That's not a bad thing. It was not. I fucking loved the <laughs> shit out of it, but I was like, kind of living the fag hag life a little bit there. <laughs> so we would go, and we would go to Dynamite, and literally all we would do is they would just we would let them dress me. Wow. This and we would spend hours in there. That sounds like so much fun. And I would come out looking like a fucking queen every damn time and it's like i I would let them put me in things i would never wear before and like it was so much fun it was so much fun it's like it's so good to get yourself outside of your comfort zone and like outside of whether it's sexually or like aesthetically or Mm -hmm. like what you're doing in your everyday routine Mm -hmm. with your life Mm -hmm. just fucking shake shit up because you never know what you might fall into that you absolutely love yeah like i bought that power blazer like when she brought it to me i was like yeah i don't know i'll put it on but i'm not gonna fucking buy it and then i put it on i was like god damn sarah look at you boss ass bitch i was like i i I need to get this i don't have it i was like if i'm gonna be you and i are gonna be going to more events i was like i need to look the fucking part and this helps me make the words Helps me this feel helps the part. It makes me feel the things in my pants. That's like I tried. I tried to do that with my beautiful velvet dress. Oh, I'm so sad about that. I dress. was so distraught because it's so nice. It, I, yeah, the picture looks it's gorgeous. It's so fucking nice, and it's pristine, and it's beautiful. And it's like, you can tell it's never been worn and... Like, how does it not fit your boobs? Like, is it like really, really, really really tight? No, no, like gaping. Gape. Oh, gape. You can't... Gaping. Okay. Can't even close it. Gaping. So there's too much fabric? Is that what you're saying? No, no. Too much boobs. Oh, too much... Gaping hole. 
Okay, so, but you could alter it, right? Like, no. you could sew it. No. Yes, you I wouldn't could. Want to, I wouldn't want to fuck with it. You totally could. But I wouldn't you wa- wouldn't fuck with it. No, no, I would. Because it's also, like, the issue. I, I wouldn't want to. Like, it's, it's one of those pieces that, like, is so perfectly made that I wouldn't want to alter it in any way. You could take it to a seamstress. No, but I don't want to. But if it's so nice and looks so good but on you. But it doesn't, it doesn't because it doesn't fit me. Mm. And it's like the amount of altering that would have to be done to it, it wouldn't, it would change the integrity of the outfit. Mm. And it wouldn't feel good. If it was me, I would, Because yeah, they would totally have to, altered. they would have to put panels mm. in the side. And I would, you, you can't match that fabric. Are you sure they have to put panels? You would have to put panels. You should try it on for me. I want to see it. Dude. <laughs> it barely covers my nipples. Could you wear something underneath it? No. So that your your boobs no, aren't hanging because out? because my vagina is almost hanging out because it's a wrap dress too. Oh, So I can't. It's yeah. like, it's so not wrapped that like, shit's high. Shit's high. Shit's high. I'm like, my puss is almost out. <laughs> My puss is almost out. But no, so I'm I'm going to sell it to somebody and they're going to be so happy about it. Yeah. I will be sad. But but I was so like disenchanted and heartbroken about mm. it. And then I, because I was so sad, I came home and I put on my entirely lace lingerie dress. And I was like, well, I'm wearing this now. And I twerked around the house for like an hour. Good. And I was like, Jeff, look at my ass bounce. <laughs> And I was just like just popping my booty, staring at myself in the mirror in my four-year-old's bedroom. <laughs> I was like, today I finished, Ollie and I started watching Austin Powers last night, oh, the Jesus. first one. I fucking love Austin Powers. And, I um, do not. Oh man, back in the day when I was a teenager, it was like the best fucking thing. And... So I got Ollie to watch it with me because he was a little bit sheltered growing up and he didn't get to watch it. Like, I think he watched it when he was 16. That's what he said. And I was like, dude. I was like, let's watch it again. Anyway, we only got to watch half of it. And so today I watched the rest of it with Henry. <laughs> and Oliver, I told Oliver before I left, he's like, you let Henry watch Austin Powers? I didn't get to watch it until 16, Sarah. He's like, what the fuck? I was like, it's just Austin Powers. I was like, in hindsight, maybe it wasn't the greatest idea because there were guns. Um, <laughs> that's like the only thing I have an issue with. Like the language isn't bad. Like, no. yeah, they talk about, you know, shagging and stuff like that. But it's so elusive. Oh, that, yeah. Like, you know, over their head. Absolutely. Completely. The gun thing, I probably should have not let him watch that part because he's never watched anything with guns. But whatever. He doesn't do like any superhero movie stuff. He does. But I monitor it. Like, as soon as I see that, like, they're using weapons on each other, like blasters or anything like that, I'm like, no. Like, I'm not okay with it. Oh, my but God. yet today I let him watch. I... Fucking... <laughs> like, a guy got decapitated and it Austin <laughs> Powers. Like, oh, Like, fuck. no big deal. It's fine. I was like, well. Groovy, baby. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he said when I was leaving. He was helping Ollie in the backyard. He was like, yeah, baby, yeah. Oh, my God. I was God. like, oh, my God. Like, what have I done? <laughs> What have I done to my so sweet bad. innocent boy? Um, that's, that's hilarious. So we we for some reason some poor judgment moment of our life Love watched Guardians of the Galaxy with Alexis Ooh. when she was three. 
She fucking loved it. Yeah, I bet she it's fucking like did. Her, but what's really funny though is like it's her favorite fucking soundtrack. Like she loves those it's a songs. Great fucking soundtrack. Good on her. <laughs> Seriously. But it was one of those like for some reason when she was three, she was still in that phase of like innocence where like a lot of it just didn't land mm. with her. But then the second one was out on Netflix and we were like, yeah, maybe. She's like, oh, mommy, I want to watch it. And we got like five minutes in and I was like, no. I don't no. remember how it goes, but like obviously I know there's violence in it. So much violence. Yeah. Just like so much violence. Mm. So much killing. Oh, that's the one where his dad is like a planet or something? Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> Whatever. I mean... <laughs> They're gonna come across this stuff eventually, right? right? I know, so, but it was it was a big like. Oh. I know. I kind of I had that moment today with Austin Powers, where I was like, "Fuck it, I've had a rough day, and all I want to do is watch some Austin fucking Powers." Right? Like, but I this is the interesting thing. I find like between one, one and three, or like even before then, you you can. I'm more comfortable watching things around her because yeah. it's like it's almost like she doesn't even have. The awareness, right? To th- to th- it's like she's what she's seeing is not mm-hmm. landing in her brain. I'm kind of like we're a borderline with that Henry right now. Like right. he's really starting to be aware of things, mm-hmm. and like he's bringing things up that he remembers from like a month ago. Well, and that's the thing. So that's the once mm-hmm. that started happening, I was like, well, now I'm gonna monitor a little yeah. more closely because she started like. I don't know. It would be like a week later and she'd be like, hey, mommy, why did this happen in this yeah. show? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Time yeah. to rein that in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Oh no. oh no. And she also started started asking us to turn certain things off because she found it scary. Really? Yeah. So we were watching, I think she was watching Spider-Man or something with oh. Jeff. And there's like the lizard guy in it. Yeah. And she's like, no, daddy, turn it off. I'm scared. I don't oh. want to watch this. And then there was, what was she watching with me? She was watching something with me the other day. Some... Excuse me, some sort of like superhero esque movie. Oh, we were watching Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, we were watching Captain Marvel. Yeah, I watched that recently. So good, by the it way. It is good. So I good. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but oh, I actually ended up liking girl it. Girl power revolution, mm-hmm. pussy magic. Yeah. Um. So I was watching it, and then she came in mm. and wanted to. I asked her to leave, and she's like, "No, I want to watch it." And I only had like five hours left or something on the rental mm. and so I was like I don't want to fucking not finish this mm-hmm. like this is annoying and the um the green guys and it were scaring her and I was like baby I know they look it was actually uh, yeah. a really good moment though because I was like baby I know they look different and that might be a little intimidating but they're actually the good guys mm. and she's like are they and then it got more apparent that they were yeah. good and she was like oh okay that's cool I was like smashing racism <laughs> with Marvel movies <laughs> God. I don't know if that's totally kosher, but I think you're on the you're on the right path there. Oh fuck! The things we use to teach our kids, right? Fuck. Oh man, that's like. Did you? Here's a question. Did you see Angela Gallo's conversation with her daughter? Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on that? The only one I watched was the one where she was talking about sex. I think that's the one. So the she thought, babies come yeah, from kissing. kissing. That's yeah. the one I saw. I only I didn't watch the full thing. I think I watched half of it. I think and I then, got like 
almost to the end. Okay. I thought I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome to be having that conversation. Um, I started to lose interest when she started talking about IVF and adoption. Mm. Yeah. I found it got really confusing. It got really confusing, yeah. And uh, I kind of felt like Angela may have been struggling a little bit. But I mean, like, good on her for just starting that conversation. Mm. Like, kudos. Absolutely. It felt like... Not critiquing that she chose to have a conversation. No, I think think all of the things that she said were really poignant and important and not something that I would shy away from sharing from my kids. Yeah. I think it is a conversation that needs to be had. I feel like it probably would have been better not in one sitting. Mm. Does that kind of make sense? Mm, Yeah. Or like given the option of, of... Um, mentioning something and then asking, did you want, like, do you have any questions about that? Instead of just trying to explain the whole thing and gauging like interest versus, right? Because there's a lot, there's a lot, um, like what we're trying to do actively right now is anytime there's a question, we answer the question Mm -hmm. and then we ask like, do you have any more questions about that? Mm -hmm. And we're kind of letting her come to us and inquire more when she needs to know more mm-hmm. versus feeling like I need to give her everything yeah. in one go. Because I know for me, if I, I you would have fucking lost me mm. like two minutes in. But like maybe her daughter is just true. the way she learns, right? True. Henry is like that actually. Really? Oh, absolutely. Henry, and he will retain that information. I can have a full conversation with him that last five minutes and he will retain all That's of it. That's cool. He's a, yeah, so that's, Henry's the same way. He hasn't asked about where, you know, that kind of stuff yet. But Mm. the other night, it's funny, because I think it was last night, and I, I, yeah, I watched that video, and, uh, earlier in the day, and then when I got home, or, yeah, I think it was after I went shopping, and I came home, and Ollie was telling me about putting Henry to bed, and I guess while he was putting Henry to bed, Henry was, uh, he was using the toilet and afterwards he was just playing with his penis mm. and he started to get an erection and all of was like, okay, I think this is a good time to like, just talk to him about erections. Like, you know, whatever he's like, I f- cause all he's kind of at this point where he's learning about masculine and uh, masculine energy and like sacred brotherhood mm. and father and son <gasps> relationship. Is he, is he following? What is that group? Sacred oh. Sons. Yeah, I yes, think that's he is. He is. Yeah, Fantastic. and he listens to Kevin Orsland's podcast. I think that's his last name. And so they talk a lot about like sacred brotherhood and father and son dynamics and like passing down knowledge, masculine mm. kind of knowledge, and like talking about your body, a male mm. body with your son, Which teaching does them. not happen enough. Does not happen. So Ollie's been like really uh, learning about all this stuff. So last night he took the opportunity to talk to Henry about his erection. That's awesome. And he was like, does it feel good, bud? And he was just like, yeah, yeah, it feels really good. He's like, (laughs) Ollie explained exactly what was happening in his body and how um, his penis is oxidizing and like that's really good for the blood flow in his body. And so it's like really healthy to have an erection. It's good for you. And then he said, and then when you get older, the sperm, you'll create sperm. And Henry was like, what? So then Oliver explained all of that, and afterwards, Henry was just kind of like, you know, just absorbing it. Like, yeah. Oliver could tell that he was like, wow. And when Oliver was telling me about it, he was like, you know, it was just, 
it's really happy to have that moment with yeah. him and like I'm really happy for all the other moments that are gonna come come from the relationship that I have with Henry and Roland mm. teaching them about their body and their their masculinity and their femininity yeah. and, and just like having that special bond right mm. I mean I'll have a special bond with my boys but there's an even more special bond that a father and son will have mm. that sh- they should have mm. you know like a mother passes on certain knowledge to her daughter mm. right that a father can't really pass on so, well, like your like your menstrual say, cycles, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Which, yes, I I think it's unfair to say that a father couldn't pass on the knowledge, but there is the difference between they don't have the life experience exactly. or their own story to yeah. pass on. Yeah. So it's you can still give the knowledge; it just oh, doesn't yeah. have the same emotional connection because not everybody has a mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. It's, and it's like. <laughs> daddy's out there being like yeah no but yeah you're right i mean um, but this is where i think this is where i think it's really important and helpful if you are in that single parent relationship bringing people into your sex conversations and your body mm -hmm. conversations that you trust so for example with the kids um i fully recognize and understand that i will probably not be the person that they want to talk about their sex lives with Mm. i would like them to Mm -hmm. but I understand that there might be some weirdness. Maybe one of them will be down to talk about it with me and the mm-hmm. other one won't. Yeah. So I have like specific people in mind. <laughs> Heads up, you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that I can like bring into their yeah. lives as kind of like an aunt. So somebody mm-hmm. that they feel really close with and that they're mm-hmm. connected with that has the same value set that I do and belief systems that I do when it comes to sex and sexuality mm-hmm. that can have those conversations with them and I yeah. feel safe in... Exactly. in trusting them to have those conversations with those people yeah. because it's I want them to have those opportunities and not feel like there's pressure or awkwardness in coming to me or coming to Jeff mm-hmm. so it's like if you are in a single parent relationship and maybe you have boys and mm-hmm. you're, you identify as a woman and you're a woman and you don't have that experience with erections or penises and you're like I don't really entirely know how this functions or how this feels in your body. So let's find you somebody that I trust that can have that conversation with you. Vice versa. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think there's so much value in that. And this is where I did a post the other day because I was like in the depths of hell. Um, because she's cutting all of her molars and it's just been, Mm. so I did this huge post where I was like, we're not meant to parent this way. Like where's the fucking village? Yeah. Where is the village? We need to bring the village back. And I think this is kind of part of that yeah. bringing back of the village of like building out your family. Absolutely. Network. It's not. Yeah. Ollie, the, the things that he's learning about this, like sacred brotherhood or whatever you want to call it. It's mm. just, it's making sure that in your life, if you identify as a man in your life, you have another male figure, someone yes. else who identifies as a man who you can share mm. and learn from and and experience your you know your divine masculinity with mm. and Ollie is really understanding that you know he wants to share this with the men in his life with his sons with his with his brothers his mm. father so what's interesting is um, within the amazing community that I have access to slash don't really because I don't drive um, but good friends of mine they put together a sister's circle 
That's awesome. So it was like for, I don't know if they're still doing it, but for a while, every single Thursday, they were getting together for three hours and people would take the lead on leading different things, but it was more so just sacred time for all of the girls, no matter what age, to be with the women and give them opportunity to connect with the women. Ah, But they were also talking about getting um, the same thing going for the men too and the boys. I love that. The only problem is it's so hard to sustain that mm-hmm. within the chaos of the society that we live in. Yeah. Right? Doesn't mean it shouldn't happen. It no, absolutely yeah. needs to happen. It's just trying to trying to make it work in a sustainable way has been the harder piece of it. But what was really sweet, which I, I was like, ah, is I had a good friend of mine within this community reach out and ask if like, Jeff would ever be interested in like taking that leadership role on with the boys, even though he doesn't have boys because she, she was like, I respect him. And he's like in touch with his femininity as much as he is with his masculinity. And I think he would be an amazing mm-hmm. solid role model. And like, I would trust my boys learning from him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, we so, we so need that. And it's one of the things that we're missing so much. Yeah, it's a village. I think we, in this day and age with technology and we all feel so isolated, yet at this point in time we're all so connected through our phones, but when you speak about having these circles of trusted individuals who you can share with, I just, I we need more of that. Well, it's like I went to... Um a really awesome moon circle the other mm. night. So Miguel Forrest Greenwell, if you mm. don't follow fucking Forrest yet, you need to follow her. She's incredible. She puts on this um, new moon circle with Brittany Firth, I think is her name. I could be butchering your name. But Brit and Forrest put these on and it's going to become part of um, Fiends Co., Oh, yes. Which Forrest is opening, hopefully, within the next month. Good for her. It's really exciting. That's so exciting. This is a a tarot and thrift shop that is, like, built around helping you connect to yourself and create or identify the rituals that you need in your life Mm -hmm. so that you can live your most harmonious life. Mm -hmm. So fucking excited about this. She's just a badass bitch. Anyway, normally I teach on Tuesday nights, but I was supposed to be doing this panel. Yeah. This, like, Dragon's Den-style pitch panel thing, which I'm really excited to do. Though weird that I have to do it without you. I know. Anyway, the date got changed, and so I had a sub lined up for the class that I normally teach on Tuesday nights. And so I was like, whoa, I'm free, so I could go to this moon thing. And I went, and it was essentially just that. It was, like, women holding space for women. And it was, I fucking, I was like, I don't know half of you and I'm crying in front of you. Like it was so good and so healing and so important. And it's just, again, that like reaffirmation of how essential it is to come together in these places with women. And yes, it's important to come together and like mix all of the goodness and juiciness yeah. together. But there is there is this really amazing thing that happens when women are doing women's work and men are doing men's work. And I know there's a whole spectrum mm-hmm. of gender. Yeah. But there is this really cool thing that happens 
mm-hmm. when that's given its space. It's just so important to get together with people who who you identify with. Yes. It's very, very important. And I think a lot of us feel it's easier to to push away and to, to isolate and, and it's easier to, to not share because that you have to have difficult conversations. And when you're in a circle like that, you're not only sharing what you're going through, but you're hearing what other people are going through. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard to listen to. But every time that I've been in a place of, of trusted, you know, uh, confidants, you, uh, Alyssa, you know, my mother, my sister, whenever I'm able to share yeah, it's fucking hard getting it out and it's hard to be vulnerable in front of someone else and it's so uncomfortable. But at the end of it, if you shed all those fucking tears, jeez, mm. like there is nothing better. There is nothing better than hearing someone else's perspective, just having someone to look at you and say, I hear you or, and I see you. Right, or even just having somebody hold space for you. So this Absolutely. Is like, this is the thing that I... This is why retreats for me are like the end all be all because that is the space where I get to come in and literally hold space for an entire weekend and trust the process in the sense that knowing that everyone who shows up is going to have something to offer. Even if that offering is them expressing their struggle that they're going through because there's so much beauty and healing in witnessing and holding somebody in their pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking magic happens when you can be with somebody when they are at their worst. But in this, like, not in a toxic way, not in a volatile way, not in, like, a trying to project my harm on you way, but in that beautiful, quiet space when, like, the dust settles and you're able to look at them and say, what do you need and what are you feeling right now? Mm-hmm. And just give them permission to let it go mm-hmm. and like put words to it. Mm-hmm. And even if you can't put words to it, you can put sound to it. Mm-hmm. You can put emotion to it. You can like move your body in a way that you're expressing it and you're moving through it. And mm-hmm. it's like in those sweet spaces, mm-hmm. it's fucking wild what can happen. Yeah. No, I just got like, Goosebumps. I was like, today I had, today was a really emotionally taxing day. I had a, a really intense, painful, and anxious, but ultimately fucking healing and much needed, necessary conversation with a very, very close friend. Mm. And it was like, it was like three hours, like my whole, it was like three or four hours of constantly messing each other back and forth. And there was like just so much that came up that mm. needed to come up between the two of us. Like we could, I could tell for a while that there, there was like a wall being built between the two of us. And mm. that was because of things that we weren't understanding about each other. And then today it literally just came crumbling down and mm. it was brutal. It was hard. It was so fucking hard to articulate the things that I needed to say to her and the mm. things that I needed to share and be honest about. And it was hard for her to hear and hard for her to share. Mm. But holy fucking shit. I am so happy that I am in this place in my life where I am sharing now. Mm. I'm so happy that I have people in my life that I trust with my whole heart and soul that I can just be completely, brutally, vulnerably 
honest to mm. like the depths of just of me mm. and it sucks so fucking much but afterwards you're like okay mm. i did it and they saw me and they they see me and they hear me and mm. they're not running away they're not telling me that i'm crazy or that i'm tainted or that i'm broken mm. or all these things that i've been telling myself for years mm. they're looking at me And they're smiling and they're hugging me and they're saying, you know, like, it's all right. Like, you're going to be okay or like, whatever. And it's just, it's so simple. Like, it's so simple, the idea of just sharing. Mm. But it is so fucking hard to do. Mm. And that's why I'm, I'm bringing it back to the retreat. This is not, this is my first time going to retreat, first time hosting a retreat. And it's like, even though these are firsts for me and that makes me nervous, I am beyond, beyond honored and excited, elated, all these, all these emotions to hold that space Mm. for those women. And this is like, this is the thing that I think is even more important because you were talking about how you're so grateful that you have those people in your life that you can have those tough conversations with in the sense, and tough in the sense of you're burying your soul. You're, you're completely opening up. And you're sharing raw, emotional, vulnerable truth, which is powerful and incredible. And the more the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. Yeah. It doesn't change the effect that it has, but no, it, it still just feel the pain. it starts to come out easier. There's less of a blockage yeah. here in your throat. Mm-hmm. And what's important is if you are in a space where you're you're maybe you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't have those people. Because there are a lot of people yeah. that have that are isolated, whether it's isolation through an abusive relationship yeah. where you've been taken away from all of those people yeah. that were that for you, yeah. or it's just you've isolated yourself because of mental health and depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and things like that, which, fuck, we all kind of fall into these patterns where, where we yeah, find is. isolation. Yeah. So if you're in this space where you're listening to us and you're like, well, I don't have that, find circles find healing circles find retreats find workshops find places come to the den right find places where women um if it's if you're if women is what you need um where women are gathering or men are gathering or whatever find your people Mm -hmm. even if you don't fucking know them and it can be terrifying to be to walk into a space Mm -hmm. where you know people are sharing vulnerability and you don't know anyone, but at the same time, there's this amazing anonymity mm-hmm. with that. And it yeah. can be so helpful yeah. when it comes to sharing for the first time, where you're like, if this goes shit sideways, I never have to see these people again. Yep. Funny thing is, is it's not going to go shit sideways. Yeah. But you have that fallback of like, I can dump what I need to dump. I can leave what I need to leave. I can unleash it. And if it's not well received or if my worst fears are confirmed, I don't ever have to see these people again. There you go. Yeah. But you get that. You get to tap into that feeling of, of moving through and actually putting voice to what you're feeling. And it's life altering. Like I, 30 years. 30 years have gone by, 29 I should say, I just turned 30 this year and the, the past year has been 
very different. But are you okay? Yeah, sorry. What happened? <laughs> Don't know how to drink cider, apparently. <laughs> sorry. But 29 years of like not sharing. Mm-hmm. And it's such a simple fucking idea. Right. Just share. But it took me 29 years to do it. And not just sharing with friends, but with my partner, with myself. Yeah. Like, I was reading back. So, yeah, the past month has been woof. And, woof. Woof. and uh, oh. so one of the things that I was diagnosed with a couple years ago is, uh, I think it's called DID now, Dissociative Identity Disorder. Yeah. And it used to be called Multiple Personality Disorder. Since Shit changed. gets an upgrade like every Shit five years. Shit gets an upgrade. So I was diagnosed with that a few years ago before Roland was born. Anyway, I the past month has been wild. So I've been doing a lot of like soul searching and like healing. And I was like reading some of my past journals of like when shit was really bad in my life. And I wasn't even fucking writing about it. Like I was so disassociated from what was happening. Like I mm. couldn't even talk about it with myself. Mm. And so over the past week... It was new moon. Ollie and I did a new moon ritual on the new moon. Stop. I'm sorry. It's okay. And (laughs) it's okay. I'm used to my mom burps all the fucking time. Like it's just a part of my life. But I'm um, your mom now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, there's nothing wrong with that. My mom's amazing. I hear that your mom is totally a badass. She is. Um, But yeah, I. uh, Oh my god, we need your mom on the show. Would she do that? Sorry, I do want you to continue with the story. We'll put a pin in that, but oh my god, please ask I'll her. talk to her about it. Because that would be fucking amazing. She might. Mine will not. She really... So hard, no. She did... I didn't tell you. She did give me a book a few weeks ago that she bought uh, in the 90s, and it's all about sex. Oh my god. Can and we... <laughs> can we please? Okay. I'll talk to my mom about it. <gasps> Oh, okay, sorry, continue. Mother. I'm so sorry. It's I just okay. interrupted you. That was a great idea. Fuck, getting into the depths of your journaling. Anyway, the reason I'm getting onto this is because I realized over the past week another really simple thing that I have never realized is on the new moon ritual, I drew some cards, tarot cards, and one of them was talking about self forgiveness. It was mm. like, in order to heal, you have to forgive. One of the biggest ways to forgive is to forgive yourself. Yes. And I was like, oh, I do remember this shit. Yes. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, wait, what the fuck? I was like, forgive myself. So then I like started thinking about stuff that I, that I need to forgive myself for. And like all this shit started tumbling out. And I was like, oh God, I just opened something up. And so for like for the past week, everything has about been self-forgiveness. And the other mm-hmm. night I broke down with Ollie and I was just like, I forgive myself for this. I forgive myself for that. And it was like. It was huge. And I just never thought of that before. Like, you think of the idea of forgiving someone who's hurt you, but do you forgive yourself for choosing to to do the things that maybe you regret? Or will you forgive yourself for what you did not do? It's like the the most tangible example that I can think of right now for me, because I've I've had to do a shitload of self-forgiveness, is like with my... First, with either of my my sexual assault situations, I had to forgive myself for putting myself in that situation, because they were both like, it's not always avoidable, but for me, 
like it could have been 100% avoidable mm-hmm. in the people I was choosing to hang around with, in the decisions that I was making, in all of the times that I didn't leave when I had an opportunity to leave and felt like I should have left. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times that I pushed down that inner voice and stifled myself mm-hmm. just to get approval or to fit in or to do the thing that I thought I needed to do. So I had to go through this huge process of like finding that forgiveness for myself, which is not easy. It's honestly not. No. It's really not because it's easier to think of myself as a victim. Yes. And it's easier to identify with that and to think of the world against me and people against me and harming me. Yes. But to forgive myself for doing things, for, for staying, for, for, for allowing things to happen, for for going down that road, or yeah. for whatever that led to certain things. For I not saying no loud for enough. For not saying no loud enough. It was, yeah, it, it might seem like such a simple idea, but when you really sit down and you look at the the pain in your life and forgive yourself for you know things that have happened, it honestly has shifted a lot of things mm. inside of me. It shifted a lot. I, <laughs> to be completely honest, I, over the last month, I, I feel like with all honesty, um, I can say that the Sarah that you knew a month ago is not the Sarah you know today. Mm. So much has happened. So much forgiveness, so much healing, so much trauma work. Mm. I honestly do not feel like the same Sarah. I feel mm. like, yeah, I just, I feel like I'm getting to a more whole version of myself. It's interesting because in you saying that, my immediate response is like, nah, bitch. <laughs> no, I fucking knew you the whole time. I've just been waiting for you to figure it out. Well, there you fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, want to know what's fucking hilarious though? What? Like a million years ago when we met at Starbucks, I was like, She's important. <laughs> I need to pay attention to her. I don't know why or how yet, but this is going to matter eventually. <gasps> really? hundred percent. Yes. Like no word of a lie. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but something. And there was multiple times like throughout our trajectory where we connected. And I don't think I've ever shared this with you before, but there was multiple times throughout our trajectory in that like stretch of time where we were kind of connected, but not connected. And then we got together that like two times with baby making. Right. So there was like the, we got the boy, boy, the boy, <laughs> Henry and Alexis that time. Yeah. So we yeah. got, I think I, did I see you pregnant before? Yes, that you did. So I, I came over I for saw books. I saw you were with books and then we got together again then. Yeah. What's really funny is like when you came over to get the books, I was like, she's not ready yet. <gasps> like there was this like weird thing where I was like, hmm, she's not there yet. And then you came back and I was like, oh, she's getting closer, but no, there's still something. And then when we started going out for dinner, I was like, oh. <gasps> And it's been this, like, and it sounds fucking weird for me to say this, but there's always been this, like, where I've seen you and I'm like, she is so motherfucking awesome and has so much potential. Also, she's a fucking witch. She just needs to, like, turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. And I know, and, like, in the last, like, since we started doing this, it's been, like, this progression of, like, light switches 
just getting continually put on and it's it's like every month we go deeper they just you, you're now like flicking them on four at a time mm. instead of one at a time you're like blah, blah, blah. i know <laughs> it's fucking intense and before i came over tonight we were we were i we were considering rescheduling right. well you said all i was because today was just oh, a lot so fucked. and so i said and yeah and you and anyway i said to ollie i was like Tell me why I should go. Like, tell me why. And he's like, you need to go because as soon as you sit down with Lindsay, like, you know that you guys are going to have one of those fucking amazing conversations. Right. I was like, I know. And he's like, and also, every time you guys record, something always happens the day of, Sarah. So just get over it. And I was like, yeah, you're fucking right. Jesus. So I was like, all right, I'm going over. So <laughs> It's so funny, though, because when you were like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to. And I was like, well, I'm saying I do, and yeah. I'll leave the ball in your court. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but this is me, like, putting my foot in the sand. Doors fucking open. Walk in if you want I needed to. the Aries. I needed that Aries push. <laughs> Hopefully when Ollie gave it to me. I love that we like bookend you. <laughs> right? Right? But I, I knew that's what I needed. And that's right. why I asked him. I was just like, I know he's going to push me to do right? it. Right? So. But this is, and this is where I was like, I had the most fucked up, like mm. last, the, the two and a half hours or more before we connected were just fucked. I can't believe you were stuck in traffic Like so long. fucked. Stuck. Oh God, water, fuck. <laughs> What I was trying to say is like your instinct when you're having a shitty day is to like, no, I don't want to. I'm just not going to do it where it's like, I'm the yeah. opposite where it's like, if I'm having a shit day, this for me is like the thing that I need. And, the, and every time we do get together, it is what I need, but I didn't even remind it of that. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, I think it's, I think we sometimes get caught up in the idea or the feeling that this is work. Yeah. But when we actually sit down and do it, it's... It's just <laughs> us hanging out, shooting the shit. Right? Right? Where it's like, I would be having this conversation with you whether was a, there was a mic in my face or yeah, not. Yeah, honestly. I saw a condom or not. Yeah, because that's honestly, every time we get together, we, yeah, we always end up having bomb-ass conversations. Right? That's why we started doing this podcast. Right? Because every time we got together for tacos and ramen, we were like having these amazing conversations that were life-changing. I just maybe wasn't burping as much. <laughs> Jesus Sourwood, what are you so doing So if I get my mom on the podcast, you guys will have like a burping competition. Oh my God. Can we please? That would <laughs> actually be delightful. She will ruin you. No. <laughs> I I feel like I could hold my own. I feel like I could hold my own with this. I think I could like stand my ground with your mom. I definitely gonna, I'm definitely going to ask her. Oh my God, you have to. I will. I wish. See, like these are the moments where I'm like, yeah. oh, I wish. Next time she comes up for a sleepover, I'll have you over and we'll record. <gasps> Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> my mom, she's she's awesome. Can we do like facials and recording? Yeah, because that would be absolutely delightful. Sheet masks. Yes. Do some sheet masks and recording. <laughs> be bougie as fuck. Oh fuck. Oh my god. Um, I feel like we could talk for a thousand years, but we should maybe actually do some. We gotta do some work. Oh, one thing I do want to say before before we wrap this up is massive congratulations to Turn Me On Podcast for being featured uh-huh. by Apple. And number four on the top podcasts mm-hmm. to listen to or episodes to listen to. I don't remember what it is. I'm actually going to like maybe check. Yeah, they're doing Top incredible. charts. Yeah, so they're on the top charts. So they're up there with like fucking Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's incredible. Chilling. Top 
whore. Chilling at the fucking top, being motherfucking kings and queens, which is epic as fuck. Local podcasters. Like, that's it. That Yeah, they're Bridie and which Jeremy. You I guys are like, killing it. Right. And I feel like so honored and grateful that you had our adorable asses on your podcast twice. I know. Like, oh my God. And now you're just taking over the world with all of your turn me on glory. We definitely have to do a live. 100%. If I ever say 100% again, feel free to punch me or like cunt kick me. Oh, and Ollie and I were talking about the word cunt last night. I love that word. We, Ollie was like, you and Lindsay should have a conversation about, like, words that you guys should reclaim. Yes. Because not a lot of people like the word cunt, but I, I fucking love, love it. it. Also, have you read, like, the history to the word No, cunt? but I asked Ollie, I was like, what is the actual history cunt? Like, is I it can... derivative of cunnilingus or... No. No, okay. No, I don't think so. So, there is... It has something to do where it's, like, directly attached to power in some way. What? I'm gonna... Okay, we should do an episode about this. Right? Put a pin in it. Uh, let's put a pin in that, and mm. then I will do better research. But I've read, like, this thing where it's, it's like, something to do with power. I hate the word vagina because a vagina mm. means, like, short sword's sheath. Really? Yeah, so, like, your penis is sheath. Oh, Jesus. I want to find... We should get someone on the podcast who is, like, a linguist. A linguist? Who will like talk about the history of words and we can talk about reclaiming certain words. Yeah. That would be, I'd be really down with that. I would also. Sorry, I was like messaging Bridie being like, oh my God, congratulations. <laughs> um, because we're generally, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Have fun with that. Um, because we're generally so excited for them. Like yeah. so fucking excited. Also, I'm trying to reclaim the word chuffed. Chuffed? Okay, that's a that's a quite a it's prominent a word, word in England. I know, but it's not here. I'm well chuffed, mate. <laughs> okay, I don't think they say that. But... Yeah, Ollie can correct you on that one. He'll be like, Jesus Christ, Sarah. Um, chuffed? No, but so I've been I've been using chuffed more. more You're a chuffed cunt, Lindsay. <laughs> chuffed cunt sounds like chafed cunt, which I don't want. I really don't want to chafe. That's why I have fuck water. Fuck water, yeah. Do you fuck have you tried fuck cunt. water? I yeah. Well, if you haven't tried tried fuck water, okay. I I am preferring fuck water to liquid. But if liquid is listening I've to this, tried liquid. If liquid is listening to this and wants to send me samples to change my mind, I'm a hundred percent open to that. Liquid. Because so this is the thing. Pussy. This is the thing. The difference. So the difference. I bought a bunch of samples from Venus Envy when we went. Because I was saying, like, I want something that's great for, like, mm, pussy and that. ass play. Yeah. And they recommended the fuck water water base, which is actually a hybrid. And then the Sliquid hybrid, I think. But the problem is, so fuck water is super generous with their samples. So we got, like, 40 uses out of the fuck water sample. Nice. But the Sliquid one barely got us through one use. Yeah, the, mine, yeah, one use. The ones that I have. Right? So yeah. I was like, oh, I wish I could give it more tries without having to buy, like, mm-hmm. a $10 to $20 bottle mm-hmm. to figure out if I like it or not. Mm-hmm. Mommy is, uh... Ma- mommy? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Mommy. Mommy is uh, cheesy with where her dollars go. <laughs> because I now have to buy lunch things for my child. Yeah. Which is fucking weird. Yeah, I told Ollie that Alexis had her, is, like, in school now. He was like, what? Right? What? I was like, I know. Right? He's like, oh my god. I was like, she has I her, know. She's her first full pre-primary day tomorrow. Oh. 
and I'm gonna fucking shit my pants. So today was no big deal because I was like, oh, it's like a fake day. It doesn't matter. I had to pick her up like three hours later. But tomorrow she actually has to eat her lunch at school. And I'm like, this feels like a big moment. I have to pack my... I am a mom who packs lunches now. How do you feel about that? Really conflicted. Really conflicted, to be honest. I feel a little angry that I'm expected to be Martha Stewart. I know this is my own projection on myself, but I feel like a little bit disgruntled and angry. And I'm like, I don't want to have the perfect fucking packed lunch. But on the other side, I really do want to have the perfect fucking packed lunch. (laughs) Like I really want the other kids' moms to be like, oh my God, she has her shit together. Look how healthy and vibrant and awesome. (laughs) Vibrant. This kid's lunch. So vibrant. This kid's lunch is, oh my God, you should have seen the teacher's face when I went and I was like, oh, so by the way, like it's not really an allergy, but we don't do sugar or any like colors or dyes. And she's like, huh? Poor teacher. She probably has so many parents coming in like, okay, this my kid doesn't have gluten. My kid doesn't have sesame seeds. My, my kid doesn't do this. I'm like, yeah, we just don't do sugar. <laughs> what? Okay, that's I fine. I could never be a teacher. No, I don't, think I could I don't ever want to handle it. I mean, kudos to you people, but technically, yeah. they're they're um they're this year. So where it's pre-primary. <laughs> just spat everywhere. Yars. Um, episode's going off the rails. <laughs> Technically, where it's pre-primary, they're they're EC EC early childhood education ECEs. Yeah, I was like, am I making up a word? Nope. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so there's two of them for okay. their class. But what's really delightful, I was very excited about this. I just clapped into the mic, which I'm sorry for that. Um, blasphemy! Blasphemy! <laughs> fucking blasphemy! Uh, four of not four, three of the kids she that were at her old preschool are in her class which is really exciting and what's even more exciting so i was really concerned where we're sending her to this particular school which i'm like i'm not gonna be stupid and say what school my kid goes to Mm, on the internet because that's fucking dumb don't do it um but i want to because i'm gonna (laughs) ask you after because i am curious (laughs) that's fair so we're sending her to this one school that's really really close to our house for pre-primary but when she starts actual school, so when she's in primary, real mm-hmm. primary, not fake primary. She's but in pre-K, primary. right? So she, It's not pre-K, but yeah, I call it pre-K. Yeah. And so it's pre-primary. So it's essentially daycare within a school setting. Right. So they don't do any like formal teaching. Right. It's like, here's all of these different activity stations. Play, do your thing, be kids. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> sometimes I laugh at my weirdness. <laughs> Anyway, I feel burp like arising too. <clears throat> there it is, excuse me. So she'll go there for a year. And then I was really worried about making the transition from like where she was going to this place and then oh, so going. So two different schools. So two, well, she's going to go to a new school mm. for actual primary because she's going into immersion. Mm. So we're oh, not. immersion, really? Yeah. So we're not in the, what is it, like the, the catchment or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're not in the area for um, this school that she's going to now. Okay. Nope, I lied. She's. We're not in the area for the French school that I want to send her to for their pre-primary. So we have to go to this other school, and then she's going to move to this new school. <gasps> for when were she you in French immersion? Yeah, I was. Oh, Forever. We. Really? <laughs> was Jeff? No. No. Okay. Fuck no. I, but I thought you guys, you guys knew each other in high school. Yeah, but immersion. You're everybody's mixed. 
So we didn't go to we didn't oh, have yeah, any you're right. we didn't uh, have any schools together or schools together. <laughs> Reaching the point where my classes brain is together. We didn't have any classes together, but, but he hung around a lot of the Brooksiders right. and a lot. There was a gar- large chunk of the Brooksiders, the Brooksiders, where from, that were in immersion. So I was friends with them because they were in my classes, and then he awkwardly dated them and clung to them like mm-hmm. the Ramora. Yes, that he is. Yes, <laughs> his uh, Ramora approach, which only worked on one. One out of ten. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, that's that. Zoe's being an asshole. All right, Zoe. Anyway, I feel like we've been talking about this forever. Yeah. Well, one thing I do want to say. What? Can I, can I show you one? Share you? Can I share you one? I'm, yes, I'm you may losing, share me one. <laughs> I am losing my ability to speak. To make coherent sentences. <laughs> that time at night, folks. Fuck me, bud. Um... <laughs> So I want to share one delightful thing that I did today, mm. which f- I felt like my soul orgasmed. Like it was life altering. So I was experiencing like massive tension today. I've been experiencing a lot of tension in my shoulders and my neck. Like everything's really flared up to the point where I'm like feeling dizzy throughout the day. Cause I think my blood flow is being restricted cause it's so tense. Oof. It's really shitty. Chronic pain. Fucking bitch. But anyway, I was like, I need to do something with this. The last time I got a massage, it actually made things a lot worse because I think Mm. she was a little too eager and just got in there and I was like, "Ah." one of those, like, it felt great immediately after and then, like, two hours later, I was like, what have we done? Mm. No. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, in this space where I'm like, I need to do something. I don't know what I need to do. And then finally it like dawned on me. I was like, oh, acupressure mat. Mm. So today, because the kids were being fucking kids, I put them on the couch. I put on little baby bums. Oh yeah. Have you ever? that? Jesus. It's fucking creepy. It is terrible. I hate it. It is the most. I cringe every time Henry asks for it. The most aggressively (sighs) awful fucking thing. It really fuck it is. Because it's lifeless. Yeah. Yeah. There is no yeah. soul. Yeah. But it's like crack They're for di- babies. It is. It's like crack it for is. babies. She like zones right so, out. Yeah. It's yeah. the only thing she will sit still for. Yeah. yeah. And you've seen Fallon. She doesn't stop. No. So I love that. I'm so grateful <laughs> that in this moment, A, you know what I'm talking about. B, you have the same disdain <laughs> for it I as I do. hate it. Also, the fucking songs get stuck oh. in my head. <laughs> Like, I mean, this, this, yeah, don't, don't, do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't fucking do it, I'm serious. I hate that show, The Passion. I, oh. also do, I also do it, I had to make sure that the volume was low enough that I couldn't actually yes. fucking hear it. But I, so I put that fucking trash garbage on, and I feel even worse when Alexis watches it with her, because yeah. I'm like, you are smarter than yes. this. What is wrong with you? Why are you sitting through this willingly and pretending that it's good? Right? What is wrong? I like I get personally offended. Yes, I do too. I'm like, no, Henry, you're not watching this. I'm like, watch Pokemon or something. Fuck. But Fallon won't sit still for Pokemon, so fuck. I can't. So anyway, I'm like, whatever. The two of you are just gonna fucking sit there. And so I laid out my acupressure mat and I laid out my acupressure pillow, mm. which are like, oh, if you have chronic pain and tension, must have. Mm. So I have prana mat. I love them. Um, but there's a whole, there's like bed of nails, oh. bed of nails or nail of beds. I don't know. Something like that. There's like some other brands. Okay. 
But I laid it out and I laid down in it and then I was, I find what happens is, especially if I'm super tense, I get this like really intense anxiety, like this really intense anxiety where like my breath changes and I feel my body like, like I, everything gets really heightened and weird Mm. and I want to run. Like I want to just tuck and roll off the mat and run. Fight fight or flight. But I like intentionally will like breathe it down and breathe through it so what i did is i put on the retreat playlist which i'm going to make you listen to some Mm -hmm. of it after this because it's gonna change your life so i put on the retreat playlist i blasted it so i couldn't hear the fucking little baby (laughs) bugs in the background (laughs) the little kittens they've lost their mittens shut up nobody cares um meow meow Anyways, I'm, like, blasting this, like, intense, like, drum with, like, fucking didgeridoo. Yeah. Like, crazy, primal-feeling mm, feel music. That. And then all of a sudden, I, like, I feel myself get to that, like, five-minute point where my body finally lets go. And I'm like, oh, I'm not anxious anymore. I was like, and now I'm turned on. Mm. How did I get here? Anyway, I was like, all right, maybe I'll explore this a little bit. So I was like, feeling my tits and I was like just like feeling myself and then I like found my clit and I was just like gently stroking I lubed my finger I went as far as lubing my finger which gave if you have never lubed your finger before touching your clit you're welcome go do that yeah um I can attest to this game changed was this the first time you ever done it second but it was that like reminder of like and i'm talking like direct clit yeah touching yeah where then you get that like hot Mm -hmm. fire burning where you're like oh yeah you're like do i like this i think i really really like this oh yeah but also i don't know if i like this but i do (laughs) do you know what i'm talking about it's like the sadist inside of you is coming out it's this really (laughs) like it's this really weird where it's like liquid magma yes. feeling mm-hmm. from my pussy all the way up to like the top of my head yeah anyway so i was like living my best doing this releasing my shoulder tension and my pussy tension <laughs> and then i like finally got to the moment i was like 20 minutes into this process yeah and then i was like all right let's bring the second hand into this and it was like yeah. two seconds <gasps> Bam. i literally like yelled I don't know if I've ever made myself involuntarily make a noise before, ever. Like, I've definitely had that while fucking. Yeah. But I've never had the moment where I've, like, made myself gasp or, like, ugh, like, ever. Because normally if I'm doing it myself, I can, like, keep it, keep it on the low. Yeah, keep it on the down low. No. (sighs) Anyway, now I have an emotional attachment to our retreat playlist. (laughs) And a sexual attachment. <laughs> Which is not bad. No, it's great. Sensuality retreat. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You took the words out of my mouth. But anyway, I had to share that with you because it was like unreal. Never in a million years would I think to lay on an acupressure mat. Yeah, the acupressure mat, that is where, obviously, I've never done that before. Oh, man. But I can see, I can, I can visualize the sensation. And I had like, so I had like my soles of my feet together, knees open. Yo, so it was like, yeah. oh, it was just fucking great. Now I need an acupr- acupressure mat. 
Let's hook you up. Piranha Matt. Piranha Matt. Get at us. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was, it was, it was. It was. So we'll leave you with that. Pussy juice. Pussy <laughs> juice. Just straight dripping. Pussy juice. Dripping on that juiced, acupressure mat. Juiced the house down. Juiced the house down. It was fucking amazing. Anyway, um, that was unexpected, delightful, and amazing as always. So. As was this episode. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you're not already in the den, what the fuck are you waiting yeah. for? Unless you are not a woman. And mm. then I'm sad for you. Yeah. We should have like a dude's den that Jeff and Ollie do. I can't, we can't take that on, but you should like sprinkle pepper that idea his way. See, Ollie's been looking for something like that. Well, he should fucking make it. And I said that to him. I'm going to mention it again Down. and say maybe if Jeff will be a part of it, maybe. Maybe. Get a down. dadgasm den. Get down. <gasps> the dadgasm den. <laughs> making really weird faces at you, which I realize people right. can't hear. Okay, we gotta get to work. I know, right? Okay, work. we love you, people. What's that song, Mariana? Work. work, 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 work. I fucking hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that, we're out. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Momgasm Podcast. If you haven't already heard, Lindsay and I are hosting our first weekend retreat this September 27th to the 29th at Windhorse Farms here in beautiful Nova Scotia. Together, we're going to be cultivating a relaxed and laid back, but also kind of deep space for you to get in touch with your own brand of sexy. Through a little bit of self-exploration, yoga, art, dance parties, possibly skinny dipping, unhindered conversation, we are going to get to that juicy center. We're going to stoke that fire inside of you. Whether you're just simply needing a getaway, or maybe you're, you're ready to reclaim that wild side inside of you, you don't want to miss this chance. We only have three spots left, so follow the link in our description for more details. Also, have you heard that we're on Patreon? Not sure what it is? Well, Patreon is basically a subscription service to receive goodies from us and super secret unreleased episodes. If you love what we're doing and want a little bit more of what we're offering and want to be treated like a VIP badass bitch, then this is the best way to support us and receive juicy content. We are super excited to connect with you, our listeners, in a really exclusive way. And it also is the best way to ensure that Lindsay and I keep making juicy content. So hit up the link in our description. And also do not forget, if you haven't already, to vote for Momgasm. We have been nominated for the best podcast in Halifax's Best Of Awards. The link is also in our description, so hit it up. And that's it. We love you and catch you next week. 